Welcome to Doctor Who's 50 and 50, episode 42. Today we're discussing story 130, The Five Doctors. This originally aired in the United States on November 23rd, 1983, which was exactly the 20th anniversary of the series. It aired in the UK on November 25th to maintain a consistent night of the week with the rest of the broadcasts. Even though it's the length of a typical four-parter from the time, it was aired in a single broadcast as a way to celebrate the 20th anniversary. This one includes every known incarnation of the Doctor. It starts with archival footage from the Dalek invasion of Earth, as William Hartnell's doctor is bidding farewell to his granddaughter, Susan Foreman. Throughout the rest of the episode, that incarnation of the doctor is played by Richard Herndahl, as William Hartnell had passed away in 1975. We also have Patrick Troughton as the doctor, John Pertwee as the doctor, Peter Davison as the doctor in his new footage. It also features previously unseen footage of Tom Baker. Now, Tom Baker had originally agreed to take part in the episode and then changed his mind because he didn't want to come back so soon after leaving, but they still had a role for him in the script, and they wanted to include all five Doctors. Now, story number 109, Shada, was only partway through filming when a strike suspended that filming and it never got finished. So that footage that was recorded was never aired. They pulled footage from Shada that hadn't been seen as a way to represent the Tom Baker Doctor in this episode. So although we will see Tom Baker in footage that hadn't been previously seen in broadcast, he did not actually come in during any part of the filming and record that. That had been recorded for Shada several years earlier. Now the main companions that we see here are Tegan Jovanka, Visler Turlo, Susan Foreman, the Brigadier, Alistair Gordon Lethbridge-Stewart, Sarah Jane Smith, and the second Romana appears with Tom Baker in that archival footage, and again only in that footage. We also get a brief cameo from K-9. And we see a few Time Lords here, including the Master, Rassilon, Barusa, and Flavia, among a couple of others. We see the Cybermen, the Daleks, the Rastan Robot, and the Yeti as villains. And there are hallucinations or simulations of old companions Jamie McCrinnan, Zoe Harriet, Liz Shaw, and Mike Yates that were specifically designed to throw different incarnations of the Doctor off the trail. So the basic plot is that a member of the Time Lord High Council is bringing all of the incarnations of the Doctor together in the Death Zone on Gallifrey and sending them into Rassilon's Tower. The goal there is to learn Rassilon's secret of immortality because that individual feels that his or her finite number of regenerations, which are allowed, are apparently not enough. This does a great job to showcase the four Doctors that we see and a lot of their companions and really see the distinctions between them. So each of these Doctors is brought forward and they say, Number four is suspended. The first three are brought in by the villain, who I'm not going to reveal on this podcast. The fifth Doctor is called in by the Time Lords and also brought into the Death Zone to try and figure out what's going on, because the Time Lords realize the risk here is the removal of the Doctor from all of Cosmos and all of history. And we get one of the most telling lines from the Master here. We get one of the most telling lines from the Master here, a Cosmos without the Doctor scarcely bears thinking about. So there are some who have criticized the reboot of the series, saying it's putting the Doctor on a pedestal and making him this all-powerful tower, whereas back in the 20th anniversary special, they're already saying, no, this is a single character who's had an impact on the whole of history, not just for the Time Lords, but through the entire cosmos. So, yeah, he wasn't rebooting the universe or anything like that, but he was definitely making a mark that even his adversaries recognized. I've got a great job here seeing exactly what makes in each incarnation of the Doctor distinct and unique 
unique from each other and see what each of those actors brought to the role. There's some great banter when they come in on their independent paths and finally join forces in the end, as they're debating how to solve the same problem in a variety of different ways. We also see some of the banter amongst the companions as they're needing each other for the first time or having reunions and having those conversations. So it's a really nice showcase for a lot of the key cast members that have been together over the years. There's also a pretty nice theme in terms of the be careful what you wish for. They do some great work with the master, where this time he's not the adversary. It's one of those cases where the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So the master and the doctor have to team up. And the relationship and the dynamic between the Davison doctor and the master is always fairly interesting. You can tell that they're at odds with each other and that they know that they're not working for the same goals, but there is still some respect for the other person's abilities and capabilities, and they know that there's issues coming. This is also the only time in the classic series that Rassilon appears, although we will be seeing him again in the reboot. We've got some nice thematic work. A lot of this is sort of a be careful what you wish for kind of idea. We do get a nice throwback where it's, in some cases, the original Doctor is the one who has the insight to see what's really going on and what Rassilon has planned. Although, as with a lot of these multi-Doctor crossovers, it is the current incarnation of the Doctor that has the most influence on the outcome. It also has a great ending piece in terms of the way the other Time Lords react once the Doctor has managed to save the day, and how they respond, and again how the Doctor responds to their offer. Ending with the classic line, why not? That's how it all started. It's just a really nice way to punctuate the end of that 20th anniversary special. And on a more personal note, this was actually my first exposure to Peter Davison's Doctor. I picked this up specifically because I was trying to get into the series, and I figured, well, especially with all five Doctors, would be a good place to sit down and see how those first five Doctors played out and get a pointer from there. And while this may have been a little biased to Davison because he was the current Doctor, it really helped cement Davison as my favorite of the classic Doctors. It's a lot of the way he carries himself and a lot of his attitudes that just, to, to me, help feel like this is what the Doctor should be. And some of that could be because Davison was something of an inspiration for Tennant's incarnation, and to date, David Tennant's Doctor is still my favorite Doctor. So generally speaking, this is one of the classic stories that I can highly recommend. It is well worth picking up, especially if you are new to the series and trying to get an overall feel for what it was like. You really do get a showcase for what the first, second, third, and fifth Doctors felt like. A little bit of Tom Baker, but again, because he wasn't personally involved in this and they're just using archival footage, his Doctor doesn't stand out quite so much. You also get a good feel for the Master and some of the other villains that are involved, such as the Cyberman and the Daleks. Well, that wraps up our discussion of the five Doctors. Please join us again tomorrow when we discuss The Caves of Androzani. Thank you for listening.